welcome to Hairstylist Rising podcast. Together, we are going to dive deep into mindset, marketing, and finding fulfillment in this beautiful industry. I'm your host, Jody Brown, and I am a hairstylist veteran turned online entrepreneur and mindful marketing mentor just for beauty pros. No topic is off limits. We are going to pull back the curtain and discover the success secrets of hairstylists that are rising. Okay. Hey, everybody. We have Laura Simmons with us today. She is a Texas-based stylist, educator, salon suite owner, and founder of The Elevated Hairstylist. Hi, Laura. Hey, Jody. How's it going? I am so good. Thank you for being here today. Thank you so much for asking me to be here. I honestly, these are one of my favorite things to do, our podcast, and get to talk with other like-minded hairdressers like yourself. So thank you so much for having me. Of course. And Laura and I actually connected over Instagram because we had so many things in common. And this is one of the many reasons that I love Instagram for hairstylists is you can really connect and find your tribe. So I am really excited for you guys to hear a little bit more about Laura and what she does and how she is impacting our industry today. So I would love to hear about how you started in the industry and the journey to where you are today. All right. So we're going to go way back. (laughs) I can't believe it's been this long. I've been a hairdresser for 18 years. And it's really funny because I remember being in beauty school, looking at hairdressers that have been doing it for a long time, thinking like, wow, where am I going to be in year 15? Where am I going to be in year 20? And here I am in year 18. Like this, (laughs) I'm in this life now. So um, I started off in a really small beauty school. I actually went to beauty school when I was in high school. So I started off really young and my beauty school was not fancy. It wasn't like the schools we have now. It was very like mom and pop shop and we were learning pin curls and finger waves and perms. (laughs) And it was just the basics. It was the fundamentals just to get my license. And um, I decided to start my career off in a commission salon as an apprentice. So um, at first I was opposed to that idea. But once I did my research and I figured out that was where I needed to be for where I wanted to go, um, I committed myself to an additional year of mentorship, which was really humbling yet growing. So for anyone who's out there who does or has done the assistant program, you know how much hard work goes into it. But it really, for me, crafted who I am today and helped me grow into a really strong stylist in a really young age, really fast. Mm -hmm. So with that being said, about five to seven years in, I started educating within my salon and teaching my colleagues different things that I knew. And then I took the opportunity to start educating on a national level with Hair Dreams, who I still educate with to today. So I've been with them, oh my gosh, I want to say like about 13 or 14 years. And um, I do, I love educating. I love educating. I love inspiring. I love traveling. So to me, that was the perfect fit for where I was at because I was kind of in this place of feeling stuck being behind the chair and I wanted to seek out more and that was my next step. So that opened a door to a lot of different opportunities. Um, And then I found my way down to Texas eventually um, through obviously moving and Mm -hmm. I restarted my business from the ground up at year 11, 12, which was another like huge (laughs) left. I left a really big business behind. So I moved from, from Indianapolis is where I was living at the time um, across country and my business there, I was one of the top styles and I was netting um, about $250,000 a year. And I, that wasn't my take home. That was what I brought into the salon. Right. That's amazing. And 
it was amazing. And then I came to be very, like literally brought me to my knees. Like I knew I was really good at what I did, but I was like, how do I find clients? <laughs> totally. Yeah. When you've never before, done it before, it's hard. Yeah. And this was before Instagram. So Instagram wasn't what it is now. And I was like, wow, I have to do this like all on my own. Mm-hmm. So I found another commission salon, a really beautiful salon, and they provided obviously a great place to work with some clients, but you still have to put the legwork in. So I was on a mission that I was going to curate my perfect business that was in alignment with what I was working on, which for me was extensions and long hair. Um, And within about three years, I was making more than I made at my previous salon because I had the right tools to do that within. So what spawned from that, I have my my stories long, what spawned from that is going into um, realizing that there's a need for extra coaching and mentoring within the industry. And that's how I fell into the elevated hairstylist. So that's my story. <laughs> oh, that's amazing. So, okay. I'm so curious. I want to go back a little bit and I'm really curious about at what point did you start on the journey to self-improvement and working on your mindset? Is that something that you've always been interested in or is that kind of something that had changed along the way for you? That is a wonderful question. And that actually is something that I implemented about five years ago. So Okay. So relatively um, recently. Yes. Yes. I fast-tracked myself because I went through um, my move from um, Indianapolis to Texas um, brought me down with uh, my previous husband and we went through a divorce. And that was a really big change for me in my life. And it it really made me look introspectively at myself, like what, what do I need to do differently? Um, Mm -hmm. I had all like the fundamentals of how to run a business, but at the same time, I felt like, what am I missing? Like what, to me, whenever I have a failure like that, it's, I see it as a learning experience. And for me, it was like, what can I learn about myself? And through that was when a lot of the mindset work started to come into play and learning different tools. And I completely immersed myself with different coaches, starting with a life coach, moving into a business coach for a full three years. Like it was a, a financial and a time commitment between both of them. Right. Yeah, that is, you know, it's interesting that you say that because um, I'm even more recent than that, that I've started really working on mindset and the changes that were made is really what inspired this podcast, honestly, like helping hairstylists to really develop their mindset and to market themselves authentically and to really own their careers. So the fact that you say that it it took kind of something that was almost traumatic to spark that need to look within, I think is something we can all relate to. The whole world came to a crashing halt, basically. And I know that that has really inspired a lot of not just hairstylists, but a lot of people to kind of look inside and figure out what's important and how they can grow through the situation. Yeah, I agree. I 100% agree. I think that this has been, I know a lot of people say like, can this year be over? Can we move into 2021? And I, I do firmly believe that all of what we're going through are truly just lessons being unfolded. And it's however you perceive those and receive them is how you're going to move with them. And I don't see them as like a negative thing, even though there's a lot of negativity that we're witnessing. It's really an opportunity 
to change. Absolutely. And it's like, I think too, sometimes when I look back at all the, you know, at the time seemed like the worst possible things that happened, it always led to something that opened a door and led to a huge shift. So I totally agree with you there. Yes. Yes. I, I can echo that. I only because I shared with you a little bit before this, that there was something in my life that came up recently and um, this is a very, what you just said is a very prime example of mirroring that. And if we choose to see when things fall apart or crash or doors close or whatever it may be, that's just your path being directed in a new place, which is a really amazing opportunity. Absolutely. Sometimes it takes a little bit of time to move through that transition, but you have to give yourself permission to be in order to like see where your next step's going to be taken. Oh, I completely agree. And I, yeah, and I think like, I think sometimes when we talk about having a positive mindset, people almost go to the extent of like toxic positivity. Do you know what I mean? We need to also allow ourselves to kind of sit in our feelings and go through what we're going through and then grow from it in that order. So I don't want it to sound like I'm saying, oh, you should, you know, take every bad thing that happens to you and just be super positive because I don't believe that. I think we need to really allow ourselves to feel our feelings and that is really valid. So something that you talk about a lot on Instagram is abundance mindset. And I wanted to kind of dig into that a little bit and talk about that with my audience. Now, what does abundance mindset mean for anyone who might not be familiar with the concept? And also, how does it apply to the beauty industry and hairstylists? So abundance mindset, I'm going to actually share with you what I used to think versus what I now know. Ooh, yes, and I what I that. used to think was abundance meant more money, right? More money, more fame, more things. And it was like abundance of all the things, like almost like gluttony. And right. that's what I was, that's what I used to like reach for. Like I honestly got myself into so much financial debt at one point in my life because I just kept buying stuff out of my means, even mm. though I quote unquote from the outside, I was an abundant person it was putting me into like a massive hole. So um, going through that and getting myself out of that, which thank goodness I did. um, And also doing the work that I'm doing now, like abundance to me has really shifted into a way of being. It's who you are when you wake up every day, how you show up at work, who you are to your friends and family, and most importantly for yourself. And Mm -hmm. abundance is abundance of time, abundance of joy, um, of course, an abundance of income. But when you have certain elements that are in alignment, that's when the flow comes in and that's when the abundance comes more easily. And when you're forcing this abundance to begin in the beginning, let's let's just say you're brand new or you're looking to grow your business, you're looking to call in more clients. There's sometimes you come from a place of scarcity where you're frantically searching and calling in more clients and you're doing it almost in a lack mindset. And you are never going to call in the right people that are going to abundantly fill your books. And you're always going to be hitting yourself up against a wall because you're not in alignment with what you're actually doing. So it's getting crystal clear within your vision, your actions, and allowing that abundance to flow to you. And I kid you not, when I um, came to Texas, as I shared with you, I came with no business And within three years, I was able to outgrow my prior business. And it was because I was really intentional with being intentional with who I was calling in. And my business really just curated itself. Like people ask me, like, what did you do to grow such a great business? And of course, your location makes a big difference in the salon Mm -hmm. you're working for and what you offer. 
but the how you show up is more important and what you talk about is more important and what type of um, clients are you searching for and how are you finding them? Like those are more important than just doing all the things and trying to be busy and crazy and have all the totally. money. So it's just, it's really, a, it's, that's where the mindset work and the mindset shift happens. And that's very aligned with building an authentic brand for yourself, like an authentic personal brand, because that is what's going to kind of differentiate and attract those you know, clients into your chair that are going to build an abundant business for you. And I can actually think of a real life example. So relating this back to hairstylists, I behind the chair have this client. I'm not behind the chair as much as I was, but still a little bit. And one of the most, we just had an instant connection. We had so much in common and that single guest brought me probably I want to say 10 referrals within three months of me meeting her and they were all just like her. It was so amazing. And I just, it, something really clicked. This was a few years ago and I was like, you know, if I focus in on, instead of just attracting anyone, if I focus in on just attracting people like her, then it's going to naturally grow itself, right? Because you're going to have all these people coming into you that are so aligned with your vision and so aligned with your business that it's almost puts it on autopilot once you create that authentic brand and you have that mindset. Yes, yes. And especially now with where I see most stylist businesses going, everyone wants to be known for a certain thing, like a niche. Whether totally. it's balayage, like, especially extensions are really big right now. Um, there's a lot of men specialists. Like you can say like, I want to be an extension specialist and you can call in all the wrong extension people. So you have to get like super honed in on like who that person is, what their personality is like. Do they jive with you? Are you on brand with, even if you're a suite renter or if you're in a big salon, is that on brand or in alignment with you and what your vision is and with who you're calling in? And when you have those pieces that are put into alignment or put into the perfect puzzle, the people just naturally come like they really, really do. And you have to put that faith and let go of the control of like trying to have this, what you want to see a curated clientele and almost let what I call the universe take over. And like, they start putting the right people in your chair and that business starts to grow on its own. Totally. And I think this has a lot to do with practicing gratitude in your life. And I think it, it kind of ties in with abundance is making sure that you are focusing on the positive things and being grateful for that one client you have that you love and the great things about your job instead of focusing on the things that you wish you could change. Absolutely. The law of attraction truly does work. And I can say that for certain because you can, even in my own life, there's times where I was just, I can be a very uh, pessimistic person at times especially in the past. And I would be grumpy about like, I hate this and I hate that. And then, mm -hmm. you know, the more I speak poorly and negatively, the more negative kept coming back. And I'm like, why is my life like this? Right? Super grumpy. Yeah. But then when you shift to all the positive things that are working in your life and what you are grateful for, even if you have like a crappy day, you still find the gratitude in that day. You start telling yourself, you start telling the universe, like, here are the things I'm happy for. Here are the things that bring me joy. Here are the things that I want more of. And that's what comes back your way. So your words are so, your thoughts and your words are so powerful. And that's the one thing like being in a big salon previously and sitting in the back room and listening to a bunch of people grump and complain yes. about their day and their clientele only brings in more of that grumpy clientele. And I, I can tell you, it does do you no good sitting back there and engaging 
in that type of conversation. Oh, I totally agree. I think that's such a good point. And that is one of the reasons that I think I started seeking out like-minded people because they do say that a reflection of the five people you surround yourself with. So if you are in a salon with, you know, a lot of people who are constantly complaining and talking about how they, you know, don't like their clients or they don't like their life, all that negativity, it's going to affect you. And even energetically, it's going to affect you. So I think it's really important to seek out positive influence in your life, whether that's, you know, surrounding yourself with friends who really positive and uplift you or searching out a community. Like I find masterminds and coaching truly transformative in that aspect because you are surrounding yourself with people that are so aligned with how you want your life to be, not just how it currently is. So I think that's the power of community. Yes. Yes, it is. And one piece of advice that I was given years ago especially when it comes down to like where you're working and who you are around, Mm -hmm. you know, you can work in a really amazing salon and have a great clientele. However, if your peers are literally bringing you down and those are the five people you spend most of your time with, that's a really big indicator for you to start looking to go somewhere else. And I I hate to like be that bearer of bad news because for those of you that are listening who are like, oh, that's totally my life. I've been there. I get it. Like, I've been in a negative room of people and I've been, I've gone to work where it's like, I dread going in and knowing who's going to be in that back room when I drop my stuff off before I go out on the floor, because my energy was so affected by these people and their negativity. And it was very toxic and a toxic salon can take your business to the ground. So you really have to be mindful about what your environment is, um, whether that is working in a salon or working solo or opening your own salon. Like you have to be mindful of that. And that's one really key element that I've been very intentional with when opening my new salon suite is having the proper environment, um, curating my culture. That is what I'm wanting to call in for not only my clients, but as well as my team that I'm wanting to grow. Oh, I could not agree more. I've seen really talented stylists leave the industry because of a toxic salon culture. Um, And I think that for so long, there was this it was this unspoken kind of rule in the industry that if you left a salon, that was bad. If you stayed at the salon for a really long time, that was good. And I Mm -hmm. think that that kind of, you know, people want so much to not be salon hoppers that they'll settle for miserable environments and they won't do what's in their best interest. I know that I have stayed at salons far longer than I should have because I was worried about losing clients. And this all comes from, like you said, that lack mindset, that intense need to hold on to what we have, even if it's not serving us anymore. And I think the most powerful thing is learning and training your mind to be able to let go. Yep. Yep. It is. It's letting go of expectations that you've put on yourself, that others have put on you, that stories you've been carrying that don't serve you anymore, but you are still holding like, this is what I've heard, so this must be true. And I feel like one tool that I utilize a lot is when I meditate, I do visualizations. And by visualizing what my highest self looks and what you'd be doing and what you'd be wearing and how, most importantly, do you want to feel, that is when you embody that persona is when your mindset shifts and you start to see things like you literally become you're awakened <laughs> <laughs> and you start vibrating on a higher frequency 
And it start you literally like the people that are toxic in your life start to kind of fall away or your eyes are opened and you're like, wow, I didn't realize how toxic that my friend was. And, you know, even just the things she says to herself is toxic. I don't, not that I don't like her. I just don't need that in my life. And how totally. can I spend more time with people that are vibrating on my frequency to continue to elevate? And that, again, the abundance comes in that, in that manner. Oh, I love that. That is so, so inspiring. Something that we touched on before we start recording the podcast is the concept that, you know, building a positive mindset or an abundance mindset isn't a destination. It is a journey. I've done a lot of mindset work and I'm still doing a lot of mindset work. It's very easy to revert back and, you know, play the blame game and, you know, get into those negative head spaces again. And I just wanted to say that just because you slip a little bit doesn't mean you failed. And I think when, especially when you're kind of starting the journey, we think, oh, well, I mean, I tried to be positive for a week, nothing changed. We need to give ourselves a little bit of credit and, you know, remember that it's not a destination, it's a journey. It is. It is. And it's just like anything else. It's like starting a new diet, working on a new workout program, going to yoga, starting to read. Like you are not going to do it perfect every day. And it's okay that you don't do it perfect every day. That's part of the process. Mistakes mm-hmm. are a part of the learning process. However, it's the dedication to that change that's going to get you there. And there's no like time is not linear. Literally, like we make that up. Time is a man-made thing. It's important to know that like, as long as you're taking small steps each day, whether they're great, awesome steps that are huge and life-changing or tiny little bitty bitty baby steps that kind of make small progress, it's still progress. And I love that you said like, you know, if you are kind of a pessimistic person, like I used to be, it's not going to happen overnight. Like it, it, it takes time and dedication, but as long as you're ready to make that step and you're willing to carve out time for that practice it's going to elevate your life in a completely different way. Like there's no way that it could not do that for you. And I think by not putting a destination or not destination, like an end, like I'm going to do this to get here versus, Mm -hmm. you know what, I see better for myself or I see myself maybe opening a salon or I see myself maybe becoming an educator, but I know I need to work on my mindset first to get the confidence to go there. I'm going to start now. You're, you will get there so much faster than sitting around and, and wondering and wishing and comparing yourself to the person who actually did the work. Oh, that's so true. And yeah, I think that's that's something we should touch on, actually, the comparison. I think like one of the phrases that I refer back is comparison is the thief of joy. Mm-hmm. And my husband says that. <laughs> yeah. And I think it's just such a it's it's true because you could be especially on social media, right? We're looking and we're comparing our day one to someone else's year 10. And mm-hmm. we're thinking, like, why didn't we get there yet? How am I not perfect at this right away? And it's the same with anything. Like you need to allow yourself that time. So basically, I think that where you can start is just reframing your mindset a little bit. I'll give you a real life example. I've talked about this openly before um, on my platform that I used to be the first person to try to blame. So if there was a situation that I found myself in, I would be like, oh, like the salon owner is so unfair or the economy. There would always be something that I would look for in order to absolve myself of the guilt. And it didn't make me feel any better. 
holding on to that toxic energy. It wasn't like, oh, okay, I'm going to blame that person. I'm happy now. It would suck up so much of my energy. Whereas now, and this is something that has been almost a complete transformation, is I'm able to look at situations with a lot more compassion. And I think there's a strength that comes from being able to see things from the other person's side. I do agree. I love that you said the blame game because that's exactly where my mindset was. The, the negative Laura used to be. If you actually ask my previous, like a long time ago, coworkers, I had this reputation of, of being scary, which is not a fun reputation to have. But back then I was like, yeah, I'm scary, right? That's a cool thing, which it's not cool to be scary and intimidating. Yep. But it was because I wasn't taking responsibility. Like what you just said literally struck a chord. I'm like, yeah, that was me. I blamed everybody and everything that everything went wrong. It was not my fault. It was so-and-so's fault. And we didn't have the color. That's why I couldn't get the color right. Or my assistant was running behind. So I kept running. Like it just, it never was my fault. Mm -hmm. And that doesn't look cool. Like no one wants to be with somebody who can't take responsibility for their own actions. And so when you stop for a second and you reflect on, okay, what do I have control over? Even if my life isn't going the way I expected, or even just my day or this moment isn't going the way I expected, what do I have control over? And I call that grounding yourself. Like when you just take a second and you literally like close your eyes and take a deep breath in, you're grounding into your present moment. And when you ground that present moment, you have a better perspective of making a more mindful decision versus being reactionary and reflecting this on everybody around. Like it's everyone's fault, but my own. And I can say, I saw this a lot in in both salons I worked for um, because it's just, it, it's, I think, innate. It's something we're taught. We see our parents react that way. We see our peers react that way. So why wouldn't you do the same thing? And it's kind of funny. This is going to be a little side story. But when I was going through my my mindfulness evolution, on my phone, I set this timer every day at noon. And it was, uh, I learned this through Gabrielle Bernstein, who was one of the first people I dove into with personal development. And it was choose love over fear. So every day at noon, my alarm would go off with this like beautiful chime and it would say, choose love over fear. And even if I was in the break room or not, it would go off and everyone knew whose phone it was and they would all kind of poke fun at me. And eventually I ended up turning it off because I just thought it wasn't serving anymore. And, and people kind of complained about it. However, when I stopped it, I can tell you for certain that there were at least a dozen of my colleagues that were like, why don't you, why doesn't your phone go off anymore? I said, well, you guys made fun of me for doing that. So they're like, well, we really actually liked it but we just make, we just poke fun. I'm like, well, that's really interesting. So I think it was reminding them to be kind and to not, you know what I mean? All those things we just talked about, um, little did they know they actually liked it because they probably needed it more than I did at that point. Totally. Yeah, it is. It's one of those things, right? They might, but it's not coming from a place of like negativity necessarily. Right. It's just not understanding. People, exactly. judge, when they, people judge when they don't understand. I can even relate this back to like being pregnant, for instance. When you're pregnant, all you see is babies and pregnant women. And there definitely isn't 20 times as many pregnant women and babies just because I'm pregnant. But it's all I see because it's all I'm thinking about, right? So that's kind of the... I guess that's kind of where it comes from. You can relate it back to real examples that we've all experienced. It doesn't necessarily you know, poof, just appear out of nowhere, but it's going to guide you in the direction and it's going to become like your true north. And that's when you'll start to see these huge changes in your life. Yeah. And what I can say for certain is like 
by taking that leap and that journey and going down that path, I have found so much more joy and peace in my life than I had previously ever experienced. Even when things get really tough, because I know where I'm going and who I am so certainly that my reactions to situations are so different now. And I'm so grateful for that because it allows me to be focused and create, I'm just going to keep going back to the word abundance, but keep creating that abundance in my life that I don't get phased the way I used to. Oh, I just love that. I think that's true. Once you've really mastered your mindset and you can come from that place of abundance, even when the tough situations happen, I feel like you're so much more resilient and you're able to bounce back and just, you know, get back into alignment so much quicker because you know who you are and you know where you're going. Yep. And you can pivot and change, meaning that during this process, you're not going to stay the same and you're not supposed to. You're supposed to pivot and change and grow and allowing that to also help transform you. Um, so it's like some people think like, okay, I'm, again, it goes back to the destination thing. I'm going to become this person at peace, right? I'm going to be judgment free and I'm going to have more abundance and I'm going to have all, you know, all the things that I want. And say you get there and you're like, okay, this isn't what I expected. You get the opportunity to pivot that again and, and continue to evolve. Like it is, it is an ongoing life experience that we get to have. And um, there's no real end point. It actually continues like the deeper down the rabbit hole you go, the more amazing it becomes in my opinion. Just having that ability to choose joy and to be, you know, I'm not going to be a victim of my circumstances. I'm going to create my own direction. I'm going to, and I'm going to design my own future. Yeah. We get to design our own futures, whether each, and this is something I hope each of you listeners really take home is your current set of circumstances is not permanent. Like you get to shift and choose things any way that you want. And it's just about the work that you want to put into it. And I have to say like, it does take work. It's intentional work. Like for me, it looked like no more weekends of going out and drinking and getting drunk with my friends because that wasn't serving me. And it looked mm -hmm. like getting up earlier and taking extra time for myself in the morning before I start my day. And it looked like putting in extra hours at work because there were certain things that I wanted to do differently that took extra time. However, it brings that, like I said earlier, a different type of joy into your life that you probably couldn't put into words. It's almost like finding that fulfillment, right? Yeah. And the success path for hairstylists used to be very linear. So you would start your career, you would either apprentice, and then you would go on to either own a salon or become an educator. And I think like when I first started in the hair industry, we definitely didn't have Instagram. We didn't like, I don't even think the first salon, and it was a pretty nice salon that I worked at, had a website. Um, I definitely couldn't market myself like that was definitely on the salon. So I feel like there's so much more control we can take over our careers. And for instance, the career that I'm in now didn't even exist when I entered the industry. So, you know, isn't that interesting that how quickly things can change and pivot? It is so, That's really funny that you said that. Yeah. So is there anything that you would want to add? Like, where would you recommend? So if, if you're listening and you're like, you know what? Yes, this, that's where I want to be. This is how I want to work on myself. But like, I'm almost in that place of being stuck. What's the first step that you would take? Oh, that's such a great question. Oh man. Let's go back like five years ago. Cause I felt stuck. 
um, you know what? I definitely like start looking for someone like a mentor that doesn't have to mean like a high ticket paid mentor. That can just mean somebody that you look up to for inspiration. For me, that looked like someone on Instagram. I found this woman that I eventually hired as my coach and went on a couple of retreats with. And she's amazing. Her name's Ruby Freeman. And she's who I really looked up to for a lot of my inspiration for a long time before I invested in her. And you don't have to invest. You can just have somebody you look up to. And really? by listening to what they say and really you know, falling into alignment with what they do. Cause a lot of good mentors are going to share what they do on their daily habits. They're going to share with you tips and quotes and things that serve them and create a better um, alignment for their lifestyle. And those are like free things that you get to do with them. Um, and then, you know, obviously reading is, I, I love like for me, my first book that I shared with you guys, I'm looking for it right now, Gabby Bernstein she um, is someone, she's very spiritual, but she's all about like alignment and spirituality and peace within oneself. So mm-hmm. she's someone that I read, um, her first book that I read of her, from her was May Cause Miracles. So that's a great starting point. I recently just had a stylist ask me like, what's a good place to start from for my mindset? And that to me is like my go-to book because it's mm-hmm. all about um, creating daily habits and rituals. So it's, it's really get curious. Like allow yourself to get curious and start going down that rabbit hole and find who vibes with you because who vibes with me may not be who vibes with you, but you'll find your people. And just as the saying goes, like when you're ready to learn, like when you're ready to be the student, the teacher will appear. Yes. I love that. Who I was watching an Instagram live and I think it was Mike, Michael Cole from summit salon. And he said that yesterday and I actually grabbed a notepad and wrote it down. Cause I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's interesting that you said like not everyone that vibes with you is going to vibe with me. And for me, the book was You're a Badass by Jen Sincero. I've read that one too. It's really good. It's so good. And they're very different books. Um, So yeah, I think there's something out there for everybody. And I, I would totally agree. Finding a mentor and reading, that's amazing advice. So Laura, where can we find you? Well, I hang out a lot on Instagram. Um, so my Instagram handle is Laura underscore Simmons. And I know you'll probably have my name in the show notes, so I'm not going to spell it. Totally. I okay. have a free <laughs> Facebook group actually called The Elevated Hairstylist. So you're more than welcome to join in, hang out with me. I actually jump in there weekly and do lives and I'll bring in guest speakers and post inspirational stuff. And I will, I host masterminds. Um, throughout the year. So there's a couple of different ways to get in contact, but you can find me on social media in both those places, Facebook and Instagram. It's a great way to kind of say hi, reach out, let me know that you caught this. Awesome. And yes, we will put your info in the show notes for sure. So what one piece of advice would you give to the stylist determined to rise, but needing a little guidance? you're already like 10 steps ahead because your determination is really what's going to keep that head strong, keep you focused on where you're going. So for me, it comes down to the discipline of that determination. It becomes down to making sure that you are dedicated to your purpose, to your cause, to your growth, and you're disciplined in that practice. That's going to grow you to where you want to be. So you can get to where you want, like whether it's you know, growing your Instagram following or whether it's becoming a top stylist or whatever it may be, you have to be dedicated and disciplined within your practice. 
Thank you so much, Laura. This episode has been so amazing and I just love your energy and your message and I'm so appreciative um, of you joining us today. Well, thank you for having me. And what I love about this, just to throw a little note into the very end is, you know, within being a hairdresser, I love that we get the opportunity to think outside of just doing hair now. Like, I love it. This is a thing that we get to talk about because this is a huge part of what we do behind the chair with our clients, whether we know it or not. Absolutely. And I think for so long, like how long have we been told that as a hairstylist, we're a therapist and we're all these things for our clients. And I love the fact that now we're finally taking control and we're, you know, thinking about what we are are being to ourselves and each other as well. Amen to that. That is so true. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Well, thanks again, Laura. Thanks for tuning in to this week's episode of the Hairstylist Rising podcast. Make sure to hit subscribe and leave a rating and review wherever you're listening to this podcast.